We're on a mission from God. And now for something completely different. This is Pastor Jolly John Lekomsky, and I have with me in the studio here... Reverend Tim Shakel. And by the way, I use the term in the studio loosely because it's just a little nook off of our dining room, which is actually just a nook off the kitchen, but it is what we have. <laughs> and we're glad that we have Tim here because uh, Reverend Shakel has been talking to us about the book of Revelation. Uh, but before we do that, Tim, uh, this is Halloween weekend. Uh, and, and you know what, This our discussion here, and the discussion we'll have today as well, makes me a little uncomfortable with Halloween. Now, now I don't want to say I'm against Halloween, because I'm all for getting free candy, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> me too. But you know, these images that we've had about the beast and the dragon and, and, and the devil who is red, uh, you know, it does make you a little uncomfortable about some of the costumes you see and, and mm -hmm. what seems like a celebration of darkness and evil. I don't know. You got any thoughts about Halloween? We're not really here to discuss Halloween, but I thought. Well, we some do abuse it for evil deeds, yeah. right? And yeah. you don't want to, uh, you know, walk with the wicked, so to speak, uh, yeah. like Psalm 1 says. Uh, but um, so you have to be careful with what you do. But, you know, the holiday can be fun. I'm, a, uh, you know, a huge proponent for candy. So <laughs> go candy. And, and you like to dress up as Superman, if I remember. Superman. <laughs> I like the, the superheroes. Batman. I did Batman one year. Did that that yeah, was a lot of yeah, fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, I, I, I just to throw that out there. I, I don't think there's you don't have to be a, 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 a sinner to, to go a trick or treat, but but I think it's probably worth talking to your kids and saying, you know, there are people dress up like devils, and and that's a real thing. So maybe we don't want to go there. Right. It's you know? it's like uh, dabbling with a Ouija board. You don't want to do that. Yeah. So. No. No. Because uh, it, it there are real evil, wicked forces out there, and and they would devour us if they could. But of course, uh, because of the blood of the lamb, as we've been emphasizing, that they will not prevail. But yeah. So anyway, uh, have a have a blessed Halloween and get lots of candy. And, and uh, if you get any extras, just send it our way. <laughs> okay, Tim, what are we going to talk about now? We're back. We were doing the bowls, the, the bowls yeah. of God's wrath, by the way. The seven bowls uh, of God's wrath. It's uh, the third uh, set of seven, the, you know, the seven seals, the seven trumpets. Now there's the seven bowls of wrath. In particular, it kind of narrows in on what the wicked response is uh, to the lamb and, and, uh, and, you know, they're trying to attack him. So there's yeah. there's this evil red dragon that's Satan. He's trying to attack him. There's this two beasts that are uh, uh, underneath him that he uses uh, that are trying to attack God and, and uh, the saints, that is the, the righteous believers. Uh, and then somehow he convinces some some people, right? Some righteous, some souls uh, are not righteous, but they become wicked and they also try to do battle against God. Uh, and it's kind of, Satan's last stand, so to speak, yes, even though yeah. he 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 fails. Like he he tried uh, using a knife, but that didn't work. Yeah. Then he came with a pistol, but that didn't work. And then he came with a machine gun, but that didn't work. <laughs> and so then he came in with tanks and uh, you know atomic bombs. But God and the Jesus, the Lamb, he was victorious. All right. Now I'm going to ask you a question. I don't know if you can answer, 
So this description we have of the bowls being poured out, do you think this is a future event or do you think we're going through this right now? Well, it, it's a both kind of okay. thing, right? right. Uh, so it, it's, it is both now and in some way in the future, right? Okay. It's going to intensify, you know, that the pattern of, you know, suffering and, and wickedness, uh, uh, you know, being attack, attacking the righteous ones. Um, it, it intensifies in whatever way that means. All the things that Jesus says in, uh, in Matthew and, and Luke and, and Mark, right? You know, that yeah. there'll be wars and rumors of wars. There'll be persecutions. There'll be earthquakes. Um, all those things are going to happen, right? But in a bigger way. And, and, and the irony is, is where Jesus talks about it. He says that's the beginning of the birth pangs. Um, so, so yeah. Uh, and Tim, thank you also for pointing out. We really can't say. We, we do know it's it's going on. We do know it's going to go on. Uh, you know, it tickles me that Luther was talking 500 years ago that he couldn't just imagine how the world could get any more evil. And well, it has. <laughs> but that doesn't mean it might not get worse yet. Um, can I say one more thing? Because sure. you emphasized this last week, and then all of these pictures about this wrath being poured out upon the evil and the wicked. Again, this is not the things we talked about earlier that we all suffer and struggle through. These are particularly these bowls poured out upon the those who have rejected God. But it occurred to me this fact that they still do not repent. Um, but but see, that's actually meant to be a thing of comfort, uh, that God isn't doing this because he's mean, he hates these people. No, he's doing it because that's what he wants. That's all he wants is that people would repent and be saved. Of course, the tragedy here is the people won't do that. But but just so you understand, no, God's God's intent here, here isn't to punish people. God's intent is to get them to see their wickedness so that they might be welcomed with us and into the uh, blessings of heaven. So what do you want me to read here, Tim? So verses um, 10 down to verse 16. But just before we get to those, just a summarization. Yeah. We've already gone through the first four bowls of wrath, yes. which were sores on uh, the, the wicked. Uh, and they, and then the, the sea became blood. Um, and uh, then the uh, rivers and the drinking water uh, became blood. Um, and what happened in the, in the fourth shield? I don't quite oh. remember. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, the sun, the sun, the, sun, the, yes, sun yeah, the sun attacked yeah, them. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the reaction of the wicked is that they do not repent, just like you, you said. So yeah. all these bad things happen. And instead of repenting, they curse God. And that's where we're at in uh, verse 10. Yeah, and it's interesting. That's how verse 9 ends. They did not repent and give him glory. And again, we'll hear the fifth angel poured out his bowl on the throne of the beast, and its kingdom was plunged into darkness. People nod their tongues in anguish and cursed the God of heaven for their pain and sores. They did not repent of their deeds. And Tim, thanks for reminding us last week. It's it's the whole Pharaoh thing again, right? He doesn't like the plagues, but Noah doesn't change him. He, he, he remains stubborn in his heart, hardened in his heart. The sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great river Euphrates, and its water was dried up to prepare the way for the kings from the east. And I saw coming out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet, three unclean spirits like frogs, for they are demonic spirits performing signs who go abroad to the kings of the whole world to assemble them for battle on the great day of God the Almighty. And then we have in parentheses, it says here, Behold, I am coming like a thief. 
Blessed is the one who stays awake, keeping his garments on, that he may not go about naked and be seen exposed. Uh, and they assemble them at the place that in Hebrew is called Armageddon. So it looks like we're getting ready for some big battle here. Huh? That, that is correct, John. Yeah. Um, so uh, we move from the, the blood, uh, which represented all the, the wicked things yeah. that uh, uh, the serpent did and uh, all the wicked did. But now it's attacked, okay? And the fifth bowl, the throne of the beast, that's one of, you know, Satan's henchmen, right? Yes. It, that was plunged into the darkness and the people hate it, right? The wicked yeah. people don't like that their goodies are being taken away. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So their wealth and their power, it's being taken away. And so they hate God because of it and because of the sores that they're experiencing. And then um, what's interesting here uh, is that we have the dragon, the beast and the false prophet. Okay. That's reference back to uh, Revelation 12 and, and 13. That's Then we know for sure who they are, okay? That we know that Satan is the dragon and that the, the, the beast uh, is uh, the representation of, of the things, the thing he's wielding to get people to become wicked uh, with, with that false prophet, okay? Okay. Um, and three unclean spirits like frogs. So they kind of that unholy... Trinity, right? There it is again. Yeah. And yeah. we get words that even describe that for they are demonic spirits. Okay. So we get more explicit of what, what they are um, performing signs abroad to the Kings of the whole world. And they're prepare preparing for that battle. Now, now they got the tanks coming out. Okay, John. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, they assembled where at uh, Armageddon. All right. That was a, uh, well, it's a literal location uh, uh, between Galilee and, and Jerusalem. It's a, it's a valley. There's there's mountains on both sides. It, it you know several battles were actually taking place there, but here it's symbolic, right? Yes, that yeah. that they're marching their troops, okay, and evil is marching their troops forward, and God and His angels are ready for them, okay. And and you know what I think is interesting is because obviously evil is fa failing. You know, bowl after bowl, things are going wrong for the evil and the wicked. And yet here, you know, the devil comes and his, the the performing signs is like, oh, don't worry about that. We're still going to win. When obviously, no, you're losing. <laughs> you <know? laughs> uh, so it's amazing, isn't it? How, how the devil, he's a liar and he can fool people to think even in, and, and if you think about it, it's a reality. There's all kinds of people doing all kinds of evil, wicked things out there, uh, whether it be drug abuse or sexual promiscuity, and they're burying all the fruit of this, and yet they just keep on doing it. Right. Uh, without, you think it would be obvious now, maybe you need to repent, and, and maybe you need to seek someone else's help to overcome these things. Well, right. so it's kind of a very, it, it seems, what I'm saying, it seems so symbolic and so foreign, but actually, it's something that it's going on day after day in our world right now. People wrapped up in evil, seeing the consequences of the evil, and yet let's go at it one more time. Let's battle on the great day of God and Almighty, it says. Mm -hmm. Okay, so other, are we done I, I was with just going to say one more comment yeah. about uh, for they are demonic spirits. Yes, uh, yeah. So John 
is the one who kind of explicitly kind of says anything about the Antichrist in First yeah. John, John and, and Second John, and he sa- and he basically says that anything that speaks against Jesus or says that Jesus is not the Messiah, yeah, that's an Antichrist or a spirit of the Antichrist. Okay? okay, and so you know a lot of people think you know could, it's going to be this person, which maybe it could be, but. Well, and but, throughout history, they've tried to identify right. the particular person. Yeah, but yeah. it doesn't have to be. Is, no. is what, what I'm trying to say here. It could just be uh, the devils working through this demonic spirits. Uh, you know that that which he's been doing th- throughout all time, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and uh, but just in in some big intensified way that we're not sure of yet. So that, that was my last comment on that before we move and, on. And yeah, and I would agree with you there too, that there probably has been many, many antichrists. But the key thing, like you said, is the opposition to Jesus Christ. This isn't just a generic kind of evil or wickedness. This is a, an attempt to overthrow Christ as our Savior. Right. <laughs> Which I guess, I guess if you don't want him as your Savior, you don't want him to be anybody else's Savior either. Right. <laughs> so... Okay, where do we go from here? So verses 17 uh, to 21. All right, we got another bowl. We got another bowl, Tim. Mm -hmm. The seventh angel poured out his bowl into the air, and a loud voice came out of the temple from the throne saying, It is done. And there were flashes of lightning, rumblings, peal of thunders, and a great earthquake, such as there's never been since man was on earth. So great was the earthquake. The great city was split into three parts, and the cities of the nations fell, and God remembered Babylon the great to make her drain the cup of the wine of the fury of his wrath, and every island fled away, and no mountain were to be found, and great hailstones, about 100 pounds each, fell from heaven on people, and they cursed God for the plague of the hail, because the plague was so severe." All right. All right. What's that all about, Tim? Well, first we're noticing that we go from the sixth bowl straight to the seventh bowl, which yeah. is unlike the seven trumpets and the seven seals, because after six seals, there was a nice little passage about the righteous yeah. Yeah. Uh, ones. Uh, and then later in chapter eight, then the seven trumpets came. And then after six trumpets, then we had again, uh, you know, a nice little thing about the righteous people. And and uh, the uh, two witnesses that you know proclaim the gospel, uh, and then we came back uh, um, to the the, sev- the seventh trumpet. So this time we're like it says it's final, it's complete. That's why we're moving swiftly to the seventh bowl of wrath, uh, because in in one sense um, the judgment's done. But even even though uh, the next chapter is kind of detail what what that entails. Uh, but we're, we're, what God is saying here is that uh, it, it's it's finished. The the the, um, the wicked are being judged, and it's done. Okay, and we have also this flashes of lightning, rumbling, peals of thunder, great earthquake. Where do you think we've we've seen that before, John? Well, <laughs> that actually now I don't know where you're going to go with it, but that sounds like Mount Sinai to me. Okay, yeah, that's that was that's at least one one example. One example. Okay. Yes. So what other examples are? So there? that and that's the first one I wanted you to go to. It. Right? So right. Good. Good. I got the first one. Uh, right. And so Mount Sinai, and don't forget that all these bulls are like the 
10 plagues, right? Yes. Egypt yeah. is in Lots kind of, of in, the, in the background here, okay? Yeah. yeah. So God's presence, right? Yes. And in particular, that frightens you, right? You see, oh, man, yeah. You see thunder. Well, we don't want to talk to him. You talk to him, Moses. Right. Correct. Yeah. So you see the power of God, and in particular, you should be afraid, right? Yes. Because God's there. You should be humbled. But the reaction of the wicked is that they hate God. Yeah. They do not repent over and over, just like Pharaoh. Right. He hardened his heart over and over again. The other thing that this could allude to is Jesus's death and resurrection, because there was a great earthquake. Oh, there you and go, there was, too. And there was yes. darkness. Okay. Yes. And there could have been peals of thunder. I don't know that that's anywhere the, the Gospels, but... But certainly the earthquake. Right. Yeah. The earthquake, and then some people came resurrected out of their right. graves that, at that time, right? Um, and according to Matthew. Uh, and uh, so... Uh, we God's victory happened through that those circumstances, right? And and here it's coming together. You have God's judgment and God's victory all at the same time. Um, the great city that would be Babylon, right? Yeah. That represents everything that is wicked. Um, and uh, and I think Euphrates was uh, mentioned earlier. That would be near the the actual city of Babylon. Babylon. Okay. Um, and the, we hear we have that cup again, the cup of that uh, was referenced back in chapter fourteen. You know uh, that uh, that their wrath was uh, going to come to them, and that's the, the cup that Jesus drinks on our behalf. Uh, you know when he goes to the cross, but uh, the wicked don't get that benefit, right? right? Instead, they actually have to suffer through the cup of wrath uh, there in verse nineteen, and uh, every. Uh, island fled away, away so stuff, stuff is happening to the earth, right? Yes, Mountains are yeah. are kind of disappearing or, or islands are going away um, and things are coming apart. Uh, and then this great hailstone just, you know, put a big stamp on it, so to speak. You know, it's... <laughs> 100 pounds stamp. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's know, a stamp, all right. It, you know, just for emphasis, I guess, God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> to say, yes, this... This judgment is 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 for you, and and then in that last verse that they curse God because of the plague. And and Tim, I really appreciate the fact that you drew a connection between the the, the earthquake and the earthquake that happens at Jesus' resurrection, and particularly the connection between the cup of wrath that Babylon the greatest is made to drink here, with a cup that Jesus drinks for us. Uh, when he suffers and dies on the cross, because I, I think the point that John is making is this doesn't have to happen. Okay, it's a real easy thing to 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 reverse this terrible picture of God's judgment. If you feel like you're under God's judgment now, and maybe some of our listeners do, they think, "What is he punishing me for?" There's such an easy way to reverse that, and it is simply to say, yeah, I'm a sinner. Yes, we deserve God's wrath, but guess what? As you said, Christ has already drunk the cup of wrath. We don't need to drink that. We don't need any of that. No, that's all been taken care of by Jesus Christ with his death on the cross, which I think is what makes this particularly uh, sad, that this doesn't need to happen. These people don't need to suffer the way. We're all going to suffer. We all have our crosses. Take up your cross and follow me. But this very final wrath of God doesn't need to be that way. God doesn't want it to be that way. 
And if I could throw one other thought, I, yeah. I, I, I'm thinking about what you're explaining here. So, so you said the pattern was we had seven, what do we have? Seven the, seals, seven, seven seals. trumpets, seven but, bulls of wrath. But there's an interlude. There's an interlude. Right. And then we have the seven trumpets. But again, there's an interlude. But but as you explained it, Tim, in those first pictures of suffering and struggling, everybody was suffering. This last one, I'm getting the impression, no, this is just a picture of what happens to those who refuse to repent. So maybe it's appropriate that there isn't any interlude because it's really not talking about believers. It's talking about what happens to those who oh, uh, adamantly reject and refuse because it's not like God doesn't give them seven chances here. He does. Right. So I'll, I'll just comment on that. Yeah. So uh, actually, the righteous and wicked are always separated okay. in every scene. Okay. However, what the moving from six to seven quickly just says it's done. Okay? okay. But let me just comment on that one more time. Sure. So in the seven seals, the fifth seal, the righteous people are revealed to us and they're waiting for salvation. Right. The sixth seal, the wicked are revealed to us and they want the mountains to fall on them because they want to hide from the lamb because they know judgment is coming. And the seven trumpets, specifically the fifth and sixth trumpets, that's only the wicked. And, okay. and it specifically states that they would not repent of their sins, just like it says here. Okay. And, and now we're just getting a bigger picture of what that means, uh, that they will, they were given all these chances to repent, but they wouldn't. Or if you go back to verse 15, John, behold, I'm coming like a thief. Blessed is the one who stays awake, keeping his garments on. Jesus wants them to have the garments, right? Yes, yeah. But yeah. they won't do it, yeah. even though they're being tortured by demons and they have these sores on their uh, skin and they're being tortured by the sun, right? And they're, uh, they have all these bad things happen to them and never once does it occur to them and say, oh, have mercy on me, God. I am a terrible sinner. I need your help, right? No, yes. instead they name God as the enemy, right? And that he is the cause of all their pain. Um, so that's what's going on there. So, so I appreciate the fact, so in all of these visions, whether they be trumpets, bowls, uh, 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 the uh, seals, there's always a distinction made between the believers and the unbelievers. And what I think is striking is the distinction is that despite every reason to repent, Every reason to see the consequence of their evil, they, they refuse to repent. Um, and just remember, in this particular case, it was actually the previous chapter you saw the righteous. Yeah. It was 15, and they were singing a song. Yeah, they, they were they were praising the Lord. Yeah. Um, so so it seems to me obvious the point John is making is repent. Repent. <laughs> That's right. If, if you got problems and things aren't working out the way you should, then don't blame God. But just acknowledge we're sinful people in a sinful world shouldn't surprise us. And, and remember the Lord who does preserve us even in the wilderness. All right, we've got a minute and a half to go here, Tim. But where are we well, going we, from here? We could just allude to uh, maybe the, the next time we'll get together. All right, or, let's do that. Let's talk right, about so, where we're going so, from here. So the next things that we'll be looking at is the prostitute. Okay. Um, and that's the harlot. That's uh, as opposed to the... Uh, Woman who is the church, all right? All right, so we had the woman. We talked about that last week. Yeah. And now we've got the opposite of that because that's been the picture, isn't it? We, everything you got good and holy, there's always something that's evil and wicked that kind of mocks that. Right. And But the, the prostitute or the harlot, 
She is Babylon. She is the false prophet. Okay. She's everything that is bad. And she's going to be judged uh, in the in the coming chapter. And what I see, it says the great prostitute and the beast. There's yet another beast or is this the, it's same, the same beast? beast. Okay. So they're, they're all together. And, and just real quickly before we, we wrap up here, then, Tim. So is this like going to be the final judgment now? Because you said we've kind of come to the end of it. Is that what we're going to deal with next week as a final judgment? Or is there still more stuff? There's still more because it, the real final judgment doesn't come until chapter 20. So okay. God has a lot of details to tell you about uh, the final, final judgment. Okay. And, and well, gee, I was going to ask you, is there a reason we need more detail? But I guess we will find out that next week on Wrestling, Wrestling with, with the, the Basics. basics.